fashion. Listen. You can have my life. You're the girl of my life. Am I all you're dreaming of? Biting on Red Rocket. <laughs> What's in the bowl? Messed off. It's that scientific proof that boys are just dumber than girls. You didn't realize how big he is. I think that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I see the ball. He hit puberty and he's like, he's like Joseph in a King of the Hill when he hits puberty and gets a mustache and shit. And all of a sudden had like a chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like this. podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is South Congress podcast episode 65. My name is Cameron. <clears throat> yeah, I'm Tristan. All right. So let, let's start with last week. Yeah. Tell me how you felt about Studio episode, episode 64. Uh, I liked it. I kind of felt like we winged it, but didn't really wing it because uh, a lot of pieces kind of fell apart. But I think overall, we, we did a really good job with it. I wouldn't call that winging it, though. I, th- I think we, we just thought there would be more of us. Yeah. But we had the, you know, the mm-hmm. content was there. We knew what we were doing. Yeah. Um, but what did happen, though, like all of a sudden, like when that happens, a, a hour and a half long episode mm-hmm. all of a sudden becomes a 50 minute episode yeah because yeah so it does it affects the time but yeah i thought it was still pretty good um mm-hmm. I, I like the new setup i think that's really cool oh um, yeah the way they space it out yeah mm-hmm. i hate 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 video editing i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it mm-hmm. like that, that thing took three days and nothing should take that long and one day i'm gonna get with one of these kids at the college who's gonna show me how to do the thing i think takes three hours in like 10 minutes yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hey, um, shout out to the ACC kids. Yeah. You know, earn yeah. your fucking weight, kids. Talented children. <laughs> um, let's see. How was your week, man? Pretty good. Um, you know, just just same old stuff. Another week of a uh, spring ball. Our defense is gonna be fucking nasty. That, that you, keep, you keep saying your football team is going to be very good. Yes. Like I'm, I'm very impressed of how how it looks right now so far. Like especially because you know spring ball, you, you don't really expect it to look. You know. It looks kind of shaky a little bit, especially you have a new defense and a whole new offense. And, I mean, it, it just looks really good. I mean, the offense, you know, looks pretty good, but that defense is going to be fucking nasty. Like, I, I really feel sorry for whoever has to line up against them because they're, they're just going to be a bus all with them. I mean, yeah. it, it's just when you have when you have a, a safety that's about, oh, I'll say he's probably about at least 6'2", about 180, 190. Mm-hmm. That definitely helps. And you have a corner about that size, too. That's that, good. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're running – Faster than four or fives like that. I'm, yeah. It's going to help a lot. I really, um, the, the week was really dedicated to, to content, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Goose me so, down. Yeah, we did the show Saturday. Um, and, you know, we were, I think we actually, I think I finished it that night mm-hmm. uh, before we, we did anything on Sunday. Um, 
yeah, episode was up. We did the video. Um, Thursday night, I did uh, Jeff versus the World podcast, which was really cool because, like, basically, it was me complaining for an hour and a half about, like, the creative process. And, and really, like, it was me trying to explain to him, like, what happens when you do this? Because if if you gain any type of traction, mm-hmm. you attract people who you're not used to interacting with. Yeah. And that can be difficult because people are strange. Like... Mm. Uh, I can see that. We were talking really in the context of, like, wrestling and wrestling media to start. And... I, I tell everybody this, and I was telling Jeff this, like, it's really the Wild West. It's absolutely 100% the Wild West. Because very few people have, like, cracked that code of, like, quote-unquote, getting a job mm-hmm. in wrestling outside okay. of wrestling. And so everybody's yeah. basically trying to, if they see somebody doing something, they want to either piggyback on it or throw shade at it to gain some clout. In the hopes of getting popularity, in the hopes of getting a job. But the, the sad thing is that that's just life itself in general. That, that, exactly. And you know, it, it's disgusting. You it's know, a microcosm because, of that. Exactly. Yeah, that is disgusting. You know, and, and again, it, it also points back to that thing you said many years ago when you were in the rap game, <laughs> and uh, you know, mainly with San Antonio rap, is how if uh, one person they find something that's obviously gaining traction or really good at, you're gonna have everybody else like you know. Um, Digging in that same hole for Trying the same treasure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I said, like this has been going on forever, and I personally think it's just disgusting. I, I think you know, if you're really good at something, that that's fine. Hey, you know, get your money up, but. If you're over here, I guess you're trying to get cloud or you know trying to get popular, or whatever. Then you need to find something to, to be good at as well. You know, yeah. don't, don't piggyback, don't don't throw shade. You know, there's a reason why they're popular and you're not. I think hard work and talent can they don't necessarily have to meet. I think you can be talented and be successful. Mm-hmm. I think you can be hardworking and be successful. And those Absolutely. things can be independent. But yeah. trying to steal somebody's shine, boy. Trying yeah. to see somebody do something and then like you throw like a snide comment or say something slick or purposely go against what they're saying mm-hmm. in hopes of people who feel the same way will like, you know, give you the likes and retweets. It's nasty. Um yeah. and yeah, I was just like he like it was funny. I was telling him like, yo, like if if, if this is good and mm-hmm. I like I know Jeff. I know how Jeff delivers content, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with his thought process. So, like, I know it's going to be a good thing. I was like, watch. People who have never talked to you, have never interacted with you, are going to reach out to you and want something. Sure enough, the next day, he was like, yo, look at this email I got from this guy trying to do a show with me. And I'm like, yo, like, it's, it, but it's somebody who, like, had been around. Like, mm-hmm. the, the weird thing is, and I was, I was telling him this, I was like, yo, like, on, um, cause I, I run the, um, the torches IG, right? Yeah. I was like, yo, I wish you knew how many wrestlers who aren't in WWE follow or tag us and stuff or are trying to get stuff. And then once they gain a little bit of traction, once they get their shine, it's like, they never knew you. It's, it's oh, it's I, I believe nasty. it. Yeah. I believe it. No, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really a gross kind of. Everybody's using each other. Man. Yes, it's it's a gross like it's kind of like everybody's like uh, figuratively giving each other STDs and shit. And it's like you don't have to like love everybody, but I think yeah. like if you're gonna be cool, be cool. Yeah, keep or that don't. same keep that same energy exactly. when you make it. You like know, this, it's like yeah. you know, go back to your roots. If if somebody puts you on, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody I, gave you a look like ride with that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is actually a funny story because, um, you know, I guess speaking of stuff like that, but not really, it's it's actually a, a cool story. Um, so, like, <clears throat> so like growing up, uh, when my dad was in the auto parts business, um, you know, way back uh, with the, uh, he used to work for uh, Race's Ass Western Auto. <laughs> no, they really, they really were. Oh, boy. Oh, anyway, so um, he was telling me one time, I never knew this, but, like, he basically hooked up uh, Avery Johnson with a free car battery. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was one before when uh, I think Avery Johnson was kind of trying to get on the team and stuff. And so he goes, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to help you out. And he goes, he goes, I bet, you know, he goes, you know, I hope you do good. He, he goes, I, I kind of feel like you're going to do something special. And sure enough, Avery Johnson hits that game winner, you know, many years later for the, for the first um, – what well, the first NBA title back in '99? Because mm-hmm. remember he hit that jumper, and that's pretty much what sealed it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I thought it was pretty cool, you know, that he yeah. was able to help someone out, and you know, and then like uh, he would kind of sell parts, like you know, a lot of the Spurs players, like you know, kind of thing. I was like, that was pretty badass. So oh, that's dope. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we got going on. Um. I mean, really, that was the week. It was it was content, mm-hmm. content, content. Um. What else does Jeff talk about? Uh. Well, really, that was. It was a lot to it. It mm-hmm. was starting your show. It was about, you know, what I taught him, told him kind of the growing pains were of getting off the ground, um, being a black podcaster. Mm. Um, Jeff, if you want to know what it's like to be a Mexican podcaster, hit me up <laughs> on Twitter. Up. Hit me up. But no, being, I'll a, do it. But being a podcaster <clears throat> of color in general, I think, is difficult because um, just the way we interact is, is different. And, and we do have to. <sighs> I had an interaction with a guy. Um, we were talking about this thing. There's this wrestler named Leo Rush who I've seen a lot of that stuff. Uh, explain that. Yeah, well, he's kind of going through some issues with WWE. Apparently, they offered him um, like a five year, three hundred thousand dollar a year deal. Okay, and he turned it down. And he was like, "Yo, like I, I want double that." He's like, "If you're offering me that, I think I'm worth more than that." Mm-hmm. He's a young kid, um, 24 years old, uh, wife and kid. He's from PG County. Um, and, and does have a reputation for being difficult to work with and kind of having an inflated sense of self. Yeah. And my thing was, like, I, I understand that, but it was also like, I specifically said, I, I don't really want to have this conversation mm-hmm. with anybody who's not black and anybody who's not under 35. Oh, I saw that. That's what that was. When that guy shut that link. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's because, like, not that I think people don't have valid opinions, mm-hmm. but they haven't been in that spot. Like, they don't know what it's like to be young and black in a majority white environment yeah. and have to fight for things. Like, they, they don't know what that's like. And, and it's not me saying that, like, you're any less of a person, mm-hmm. but everybody can't speak to everything. Yeah, true. And that's just what it is. And that guy, a guy I never knew, random white guy, mm-hmm. immediately provides a link to something Mark Henry said. And I was pissed. Yeah, I saw that. And then his buddy was like, well, if you don't want people's opinions, you shouldn't be on Twitter. And I'm like, that, that's not how anything works. That's like saying if, if you don't want people to yell at you in public, you shouldn't say things in public. It's like, no, I, I feel like I should be able yeah, to say I, things. I honestly came close to chi- uh, to kind of chime in, but then I was like, no, nah, Cam got it. Yeah, it, it was just like, I, I, I understand where he's coming from, mm-hmm. but that's entitlement. Yeah, exactly. That's white male entitlement. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm telling you, I, I wish don't I had talk that to you. privilege. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't want to talk to you. <clears throat> yeah, but like, you feel the need, you have to interject. And it, again, it's not like we know each other. It's mm-hmm. just somebody who had to jump in. And so, like, the whole thing is, and granted, people who, like me, 
quote unquote working in in wrestling news, mm-hmm. people were hitting me like in my DMs. People I trust, people who have actual sources, were like, "Yo, this is the deal with this kid." And I'm like, "Okay." Like then it's different. Yeah. Because one, we're not having the conversation in public. Like you're not trying to sun me. Like mm-hmm. you're really pulling me to the side and giving me information. And I can't. I can never be mad about that. You know what I'm saying? Like. I've had recently with somebody very close to me, I had um, a kind of a big disagreement and my issue was not necessarily the what was said, even though I did have a problem with what was said. Yeah. The bigger issue was if you really feel that way, you need to have the the understanding that that's a private conversation. Like, I, I just think that. Yeah, absolutely. Things you feel that strongly about, mm-hmm. that's something you pull somebody to the side. Yeah, that's a one-on-one right? thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. yeah so, absolutely. So, so I mean, there's there's different people come up different, mm-hmm. but I that's the etiquette that I come from. Yeah, and so that's the energy I'm gonna want to keep. But it was no, it it was that it was um again dealing with people who try to ride your wave. It was understanding that you can't necessarily react to everything that's said mm-hmm. like I do, like when I want to fight everybody. <laughs> like yeah, when I want to punch Jim Cornette in his mouth. Um, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. I know you love Jim Cornette. I, I know this. Well, no, no. I mean, um, no. I mean, he, he's a, he seems like a decent guy. Well, except when he said that, I was like, kind of fucked up. Is, but but yeah. again, I, I come yeah. from a place where you don't name call people unless True. you want to square up. That's just who I am. Now, could we invite him and talk about this over some Wendy's? No. Why? I'm not going I to. like Wendy's. I'm not going so to does he. Because then I'm going to be mad at him for yelling at the uh, people at the drive-thru and then we got to fight again. No. Well, Jim Cornette. <laughs> but he chicken likes Wendy's. Nugget, motherfucker. Hey, I like their um, chicken nuggets. I love their chicken nuggets. Fuck yeah, the nuggets are amazing. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was really most of what it Shout was. And Wendy's. then, here's another thing though. Um, I had to have an honest conversation with him and with myself mm-hmm. about some of my creative issues early on in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like me and um, me and my man Travis, like we had it out a few times. Um, and really, what I'm understanding at 33 years old, at trying to do this show, doing the goose down, doing the video, doing the Photoshop, doing the acting, like what I'm understanding is. It's not fair for me to be upset at somebody for having a different creative direction. It's really not. And when I say it's not fair for me to be upset, I can voice my opinions. Mm-hmm. But that really, like, looking back on it, like, as I'm talking to Jeff, I'm like, yo, like, when I look at the time that I put in, when I look at the the mental anguish I go through, I don't really wish that on nobody else. <laughs> like, I kind of, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe everybody doesn't need this same stress. And so it was, it was kind of a... No, true. But at the same time, um, if you're going to be working with somebody, they need to put in the same effort. Well, you know what? The... Cause I mean, I mean, you do a lot, and I, I feel really bad that I don't really know, like. Well, no, 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 but that's the thing, though. Yeah. The same effort is is not doing the exact same amount of work. Yeah. It's when called upon. Exactly. You're able to to contribute, yeah. and and that's what it is. And, yeah. and and really, like, and again, I had to look back on it. Like, there were nights where I was like, "Yo, can you drive?" across town to come meet me this is me talking about him mm-hmm. can you drive to come meet me to do this thing or can you pull up so i was i was pulling him away from stuff he was doing like there's Red still head. there's still stuff <laughs> about that 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 him and i need to talk through yeah but i did come away from my conversation with jeff like you know what yeah, you, you 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 
probably a bit a bit hard, a bit pushy in some in some. No, nah, don't ever apologize for that shit. So uh, there, there was that, um, and really, it was just me explaining to him like like this thing you do is good. I'm glad that you're getting your voice out, mm-hmm. and just know you have people around who are going to support you through it. That, yeah, absolutely. That was, that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, Peanut. Literally, nothing happened this week. Well, something kind of did. What happened? Um, I think it's really crazy that middle school kids are starting to use Uber Eats to get food delivered you to them. You did want to talk that, about that. Yeah, that's because, nuts. That's crazy. I, um, okay, so so the story is... Um, is, is a teacher in, at, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, basically um, was talking about how she's having to confiscate like many meals mm-hmm. because kids are literally using Uber Eats, getting up in the middle of class... Walking outside to meet the the driver to get the food and bring it back in like like nothing. The bigger issue is a disruption. Yes, and and because I um I have dealt with mm-hmm. in my household the person <laughs> the person I live with who works in education dealing with the exact same thing. Yeah, that's um, nuts. Kids ordering Uber Eats to school, and, and the thing is, like, think about us in high school, middle school. By the way, guys, this ain't high school. Yeah. This is middle we school. We were in high school. Remember mm-hmm. how we in our lunchroom we had those big back doors. Yeah, like the big glass doors. If Uber Eats was meeting people there, mm-hmm. I don't think people would have a problem with that because no. it wouldn't be disrupting the flow of things. And it was during lunch. If Uber Eats comes to the front desk of the school and kids have to leave class to go get it, that's a problem. Yeah, but but I mean, again, we're in the we're in the the screen generation, man, where kids have instant access to everything. I just think it's crazy that these parents are just freely giving them, um, you know, it's the- lunch money though. Like, like I, I, uh, is, I mean, yes and no. You're because you're thinking about it in terms of adults using it, but when you really think about it, mm-hmm. like kids have their own money nowadays. Um, kids have, uh, to me, it's really no different than giving a kid lunch money. True, but but again, um, and th- this is where I'm coming from mm-hmm. uh, be, because I actually had to. Uh, I guess kind of deal with it, but not really deal with it. So, like, um, before I left the last school district I was in, I was in what's called their SHAT committee. It's like a school health advisory committee or whatever, where basically it's parents, teachers, and admin mm-hmm. um, of the community. We get together at least, like, once a month or whatever, and we talk about things going on in different schools. Basically, like, you know, trying to improve the, the, the district, the community, you know, everything. And so one of the issues was uh, one of my former coworkers, she had a son who was, uh, I think at the time, he was, like, a second or third grader. And um, you know how... Well, nowadays, like, like you can put money in the lunch counts, uh-huh. okay? And parents can see itemized line for line, like what they're buying, this and this. And so, um, uh, lunch meals are maybe like two something, okay? So she put fifty dollars in there. That can literally last the kid a whole month, uh-huh. right? For the, getting the the whole meal. Well, she puts in like, let's say for example, she put in like fifty dollars on a Monday. By like that following Friday or Monday, she's getting alerts like, "Hey, your account's you know near." <laughs> about to be empty like would you like to add some more she's like what the fuck and then she looks at the see the itemized and she's seeing like gatorade 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 mm-hmm. chips chips brownie brownie and she's like what the fuck like on her kid like why are you buying all this oh i was buying stuff for my friends that's where i'm kind of coming to the point like it's kind of crazy that you're giving these kids you well, know access to shit i agree yeah that's what i'm talking about children can't be trusted exactly that, I, yeah a hundred percent that, that um, that's the that's the I guess that's the stamp, the point of view I'm coming from. It, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, these parents go broke real quick if they're not careful. Because, yeah, because kids have no sense of uh, fiscal responsibility. Yes. Ab- and, all, and all they see yeah. it is like, oh, like, this is free money, you know. Oh, mom and dad got it. 
And obviously in middle school, you're at that age where you have like little crushes and you want to improve and you want to impress them, you know, the little girls and shit and be like, what you got, baby? You want some nuggets? I got you, baby. Hold on. Let me get that 20 piece for you. Wow. You Ordering know, McDonald's Uber Eats. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and, um, and, you know, ch- trying to get that early box and shit. But, uh, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's nuts. And, you know, I, I was kind of re- reading, you know, the thread to it. And a lot of people were really kind of like. How dare this teacher do this? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, now if it's during lunch, yeah, you know, okay, a, yeah. And, and again, at the same time, people don't understand like different schools have different policies. Mm. Like, there's reasons why um, kids cannot receive deliveries, okay? Because of you know everybody's gone gone crazy in this world. So there's a lot of times where a kid cannot receive a personal delivery. However, like I know in my school district, if uh, the parents or guardian, whoever wants to bring food to them with, uh, at lunch and mm-hmm. sit and eat with them, they're allowed they to. Yeah, absolutely. and, and I, I'm absolutely 100% okay with that. But to just, you know, you're sitting in the middle of math class, you know, you're getting ready for like, you know, a uh, star test. And obviously, um, for a lot of teachers in Texas, like, you know, if any of y'all listening, you know what I'm talking about, the kind of pressure that you guys are under. You know, shout out to you guys. Um, eventually, I'll be there one day when I eventually get course certified around. I'm held so I get to skate by, so I'm good. But, um, you know, you're in the middle of doing a lesson, getting your kids ready for a star test, mm. and all of a sudden you have a kid get up and leave and come back in with, like, a pizza or McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or something like yeah, the disruption is is key. And now you have all these other kids. Oh man, hey, give me some, give me some fries, give me, you know. It, kids lack focus. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And and I mean, 100%. it's it's kind of like, and it's kind of like in the group chat. You know, unfortunately, not all, but there's a lot of parents today. They are getting really lazy. You know, with today because they're more worried about you know getting their back blown out or blowing someone's back out versus actually taking care of the kids. And breaking news: parents are horny. Yeah. No, I mean, because uh, the younger they get, the hornier they get kind of thing. And, and you know, it's like babies younger, having babies. The younger they get, the hornier they get. Is well, it Benjamin the, Button syndrome? Well, the parents, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, it, it's just getting crazy. And, you know, it, it's gotten to the point to where it's like us as teachers, we're literally having to be like everything. Like, mm-hmm. we're having to be a teacher. We're having to be a guidance counselor because they don't want to talk to their freaking parents because they don't really know their parents. They don't want to talk to the counselor because all the counselor's going to do is just, you know, feed you a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be a parent because a lot of these kids, they don't have parents. I mean, I, I've had numerous kids in the past call me dad, and I'm just like, what in the fuck? Like, you know, like, because we're because a lot of these kids, like, they don't. Wow. Yeah. You know, kind of them like, what in the fuck? And, and, you know, and you'll have a lot of teachers that'll be like, you know, this kid, they call me mom, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But, but again, you know, we're having to play like all these roles. And, and that, and, you know, that's why people are like, well, you know, I hope they're, you know, reimbursing for the money. Like, no, like you need to, if you feed your kid and you provide them with lunch money, if you, prov- or if you make their lunch, they won't have to Uber Eats and disrupt the class. Like, if you, pro- if you, um, raise them correctly, you know, to the point to where we can do our job and just teach them. And okay, they they go home with a good quality education. Like everything, we're, oh, is good. But now we're having to do everything, so that's why everything's kind of jacked up the way it is today. More peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yes, please. I can promise you one thing. What's up? I'll never call you daddy. Okay, thank God. That'd be kind of awkward. South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast Cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions. Buy the merch, bitches. 
Like you ruined the ad. Okay, so I was giving it some spice. That's that's what that was. That absolutely, was spice? absolutely. Watch the merch uh, go up. People seem to really enjoy mm-hmm. us talking about sex and relationships. Oh, let's do that. What I'd like to do, okay, for the rest of this episode. Hold on. Well, you time get some water real quick. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna let you get some water. Remember if I get me some water too, please. Yes, I can. Wow. Um, <laughs> by the way, um, as you do that, I've been rewatching Deadwood, uh, which is one of my favorite HBO shows. It's about uh, my, my wood ain't dead. Wow. Thank you for letting us know your wood isn't dead. Um, <laughs> it's about like Deadwood, South Dakota, right? Um, I guess right before the turn of the industrial age. Um, stars Timothy Oliphant. Um, just a gritty grimy nasty wild west show uh a lot of prostitution going on a lot of murder people uh you know scrounging for gold dropping the hard r inward every couple of minutes um scrounging for gold and prostitutes that sounds like my kind of day they say prick and cunt a lot like a lot a lot it's pretty amazing so um excuse me dog can you please stop hitting the table with your tail I think he wants water. You always think he wants water. No, because he was like trying to get my water when I was sick. He, he's a dog. Whenever he sees you with something, he's going to want it. So, enough about pet rearing. Um, yeah, I've been watching that. And like they're finally doing a movie on a show that they never finished on the 31st. So I'm like super excited about that. What movie is that? Um, the, well, the Deadwood movie. Oh. They're, they're doing it on HBO. It's going to drop. Oh, cool. So, sex and relationships. What okay. I'd like to do. Sure. Banner, your <laughs> the rest of this episode is going to be two colored guys because it's going to be you, mm-hmm. the brown guy, me, the black guy, talking about beige guy. Wow, <laughs> talking about this week's six brown chicks questions. Ooh, yeah, those are some good ones. All right, question one. Mm-hmm. I tape what happens in my bedroom. I don't share it most of the time. Hmm. I just like to watch alone. My ex found my camera and video of me with her friend. Yep. She's threatening to release images of my small penis if I don't go to the police and confess. Advice. What would you recommend this individual do? Take that L and just say you got a small penis. Because obviously, if you have a small penis, you're still getting work. You don't want your small... Do you, would, would you rather your small penis get work outside of prison with women or in jail with Bubba? I really don't want my penis evaluated in prison. Exactly. <laughs> so you might just need. I to, will snitch on myself yeah, for that one. You might just need to have a small penis. Yeah, and, and keep it. Pushing. But but obviously it, it's it's not preventing him from getting from getting the work. Also, don't take people without their consent. Exactly. Don't be weird like that. Yeah. Don't. That's that's it's not the. It's not the wave. The dentist system. Um, okay. <laughs> Question two. I stole some money from my boyfriend's mom. Wow. We're staying with her after a fire at our apartment, and she blamed him for it. During their argument, she said, you might as well move in with your ex. You've been creeping long enough. And he did. I'm still here. Help. You need to get the hell out of there. You're, you're a criminal, and he's a cheater. Yeah. You, you belong together. <laughs> you belong together. Like, when they ask these questions, they tend to like. I think half of these are bullshit, though. Sometimes. Well, I I also think they're not true, but they're fun. Yeah. Um, they kind of gloss over like the the main issue. Like I stole from my boyfriend's mom, but that's not what's important. Let's talk about <laughs> what he's been accused of. Um, question three. 
Married for four years. I have a great wife. She stuck with me through thick and thin, and I appreciate that. Problem. She's boring in bed, so last year, I got a co-worker to handle that. <laughs> How to introduce my wife to our newborn son and keep my marriage. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait a fuck. Where, where's Soldier Boy at? Where's Young Draco at? <laughs> young Draco, weigh in, please. On this. Wait, 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 not that. <laughs> bro, what the fuck wrong with you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, your, your wife wasn't doing what you consider to be her wifely duties. So you started having sex with a co-worker. And you knocked her up. And you impregnated the co-worker. Been there, hoe. And she's having the baby. And you want your wife to meet the baby. But you also want to keep your wife. Why not just be friends with your wife, man? Why not just divorce and just marry the other one? And whoa, have all whoa, the... Whoa, whoa, Does it make no, too much sense? Clearly he's not in love with the other one. Oh. Well, I mean, he enjoys... Well, clearly he's not in love with his wife either. And true. He should just be friends with everybody. But remember, it's cheaper to keep her. I, I think he knows. That's a thing. <laughs> I think he understands it's cheaper to keep her. You, I, I mean, I don't know... If I'm talking about the one with the kid. It's cheaper to keep her. Yeah, yeah. You seem to have you know, child support can be a motherfucker. Reference my older brother. <laughs> that boy going through it? Well, almost. Well, I mean, he has one off. Uh, and then the the last two, they're in, they're in a middle school right now. So it's a few more years then. Then he's he's and then he's got free. He's out of there. Yeah. Question four. Mm-hmm. My ex would come over unannounced, fight whoever was in my bed, steal my weed and cell phone. And disappear for hours. I left her because she was toxic. Yeah, no shit. Hmm. Now I miss her and she's moved on. How to get her back without seeming thirsty. Nope. Also, I may be incarcerated soon, so hurry. <laughs> Who are these people? What the- Idiots. Wait. Bro, what the fuck wrong with you, bro? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> like, okay. Imagine you're 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 making love to a nice young woman. Mm-hmm. Your ex shows up, beats her up, and steals your belongings and leaves. And that's who you're in love with. Sounds like Sophia. I. <laughs> it wasn't for me to say. It that was for, that was for me to say. That that sounded like her crazy. Some like some she would do. And you did still love her after she did some crazy stuff. It's like that. Yeah, eventually. Then I was. Then once well, I guess once she's trying to kill herself, I was like, nope, this is it. That's a good this time. This is to leave. it. <laughs> That's a good time to leave. Michael Jackson's. This is it. I, I bought a DNA kit. because uh, shit just wasn't adding up. <laughs> People are funny. Turns out the man I called uncle for twenty four years is actually my father. Hmm. My mother says it's a mistake, so I bought another DNA test. Same results. My uncle confessed to the affair. But my mom won't. I feel awful. Help. Why do you feel bad? Yeah. You didn't fuck and lie and impregnate. Your mom like, clearly got knocked up and lied. Yeah, I mean, I, you, there's nothing you should feel bad about. Like, no, your parents are still either. your parents. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't actually related. So yeah. It's not like it's like, some incest type shit. Yeah. You're going to have like a fucking cyclops or something. Some type of bullshit happening. That would be unfortunate. Just mm-hmm. one eye. Dead in the middle. Yeah. That would be kind of weird. Like Then he definitely would not be getting any box from anybody. I watched the episode of Deadwood yesterday where uh, the main, like, the guy who runs the whorehouse in the camp, mm-hmm. his heavy fought uh, 
the guy who like George Hurst, who is like really like a real life big time like gold uh, digger, mm-hmm. like I mean, not a gold digger, like stealing money from bitches, like you know people who actually like found and discovered and like sold gold. Oh, nice. Okay. His heavy. They fought in the street, and one guy pulled the other guy's eye out. Ew. And I don't mean like he pulled his eye out, like you stick your finger in and you come out with an eye. I mean he pulled it out to where it was hanging. It was incredible. I was like, how did y'all make this happen? Great. That show is disgusting. I fucking love it. Um, uh, those are serial killers that are producing that shit. That's, that's definitely Caucasian Hollywood. Hollywood for you. Caucasian Hollywood. Um, this is a long one, okay? Okay. My ex and I have two kids together and we're together for 10 years. Our relationship ended once I found out that he married a woman in Jamaica and came home to sleep next to me. He said he was helping her get her papers, but I knew better. Now he wants to be friends. The state began garnishing his wages for child support after he had over $4,000 in uh, in fees. I feel like this is why he wants to be friends. Am I being too protective of my well-being or should I at least try to be friendly? I don't think you should be friends with this person. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there's, there's no, nothing can, nothing good can come from, come from this. No. Like he on the cool married somebody for their papers, but also got them pregnant to pay child support. He's playing the long game. This one, he really, he really wants to keep that green card. Yeah. No, this is a guy you should dodge. Yeah. Just let him do his thing and just go on with life. Very last one. Okay. Out of the blue, my coworker jumped on me at work and busted my lip. We both got fired. Her husband, our manager, quietly brought her back to the company in a different department. But I've got nothing, and I've been fucking him for two years. <laughs> what to do? <laughs> Snitch. Did you gotta fuck the owner? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you better go. You better rise. Uh, be like game established to the top. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk a little shop again. Okay, you had me listen to a podcast mm-hmm. um, with. Uh, you had me listen to a podcast with some guys from where we're from mm-hmm. interviewing uh, Liveola. Yeah, and shout out Liveola. <sighs> Podcasting is hard. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that like it's really not easy to do, and when somebody who's new at it is doing it, and you watch them kind of work through the kinks and try to find their voice and try to find from a technical standpoint exactly what they're doing, it can be a little difficult. Um, I say that to say we're going to do a way better interview. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be good because because I want to ask music questions. Like, I I really have questions about music and timeline and and all that. Um, what did you take away from that interview? Uh, not really. I mean, just kind of like the work matters. Do the work. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um. That's pretty much what I took from it. You really <clears throat> can't just like when you're doing an interview. You really need to have questions out in front of you. You need to know what it is you're gonna say. You have to find a way to, even if it's somebody you're like friends with, you have to find a way to really have that conversation. You gotta take it serious. Yeah, yeah, you really do. Um, and, and again, I think it's a feeling out process. I think the next person that they have on, whoever that is, that's going to go better. I hope um, so. Okay, and speaking of where we're from and speaking of podcasting, um, I want to 
give a shout out to my man Melvin Johnson, who's a three-year-old son and his son's mother were in a hit and run about a week and a half ago. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. And they um, sustained pretty heavy injuries. She has a uh, broken leg and a cracked pelvis. Um, his son, um, who is doing a bit better now, um, had like all kinds of tubes and internal injuries. So they're both um, getting better. I believe they're, they are both going to pull through, which is fantastic. Um I'm going to, in the show notes, make sure that I do share the uh, the GoFundMe for them um, to okay. help cover expenses because, um, you know, Mel's a guy I've known um, probably around 10 years. Um, always upbeat, super positive. When they started uh, their podcast, um, and, and I, I, the name escapes me immediately. Um, Something like Late at Night or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick at night. There we late go. Night, uh, know, late somewhere. nights. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, gosh, yeah. Late nights with all access is what it's called. Um, and it, it's it's interesting. Like when they started it, like I had all types of feedback and critiques, and I watched him week after week take those like into account and really like 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 take advice from somebody he didn't have to take advice from mm-hmm. to help his show get better which i thought was really cool so uh yeah definitely prayers up to him and his family we'll make sure we include the information to support their gofundme um yeah i mean that's about what i have man anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here no not really just um hell school's almost done school is almost done i'm I'm excited i'm excited i have i have 200 vacation hours so like we might need to plan a thing this summer. I'll have about two and a half months off, so yeah. It might have to, it might have to, it's funny. I could, I could literally take a month and a half off right now. And well, just, and I mean, it's like we were talking with a B Ray. Shout out B Ray yesterday. He got a place in Dallas. He got two extra spare bedrooms. We had to get hotels so we can while out. Hey, you want to do a rude thing really quick? Sure. Hey, how about that bar we went to yesterday that was oh my god, holy shit! Oh my god, I was. The thing I like about the domain is that, like, for the most part, it's people who look like us, who talk like us. At night. At night. Well, I don't think you need to stress that. I uh, We do. But we're not for the sake of what we're doing. Like, Oh. Well, so, I, just, I just wanted so people can get an idea of what this place is like. Basically, to sum it up, if you ever watch a Hallmark Christmas movie and you see, like, the, the, the little boutiques that the main character works at where they make about 80 bucks or in a whole day kind of thing, that's... Pretty much what this place looks like. White bars are different. Oh, they're absolutely people different. People move different. Like uh, people yeah. like push past you, and I. I wish I had that privilege. They were doing. I watched a guy in, and, and this is how it works. I watched a guy in a black guy in front of Peanut before we went in. Um, get told he couldn't get in with his shoes because they were Jordans, and then I watched Peanut not even get asked about his shoes, which were also Jordans, and get in. He looked so, me. He, this is what happened. Yeah. He looked down, and then he looked at me, and I gave him that look like, "You don't want this smoke, you fake Kaepernick." I, uh, you fucking gas was, station Kaepernick. Nice, you like, don't want this smoke, and that you block. And you're right, like because it is at night, but like that block is so was so open. Like you get in wearing what you wear, and nobody mm-hmm. causes trouble. Mm-hmm. Everything's cool, mm-hmm. and then they open a new white bar, and all of a sudden, dress code, and like it was just. But, but yet, hey, here's a crazy thing too. I don't know if you noticed. I definitely paid attention. Noticed, there's a motherfucker with flip flops in front of us, and they 
Went, yeah. Went right in. Mm-hmm. He was in a co- uh, polo collar shirt with some cargo shorts and some flip flops and didn't even question twice. Yeah. Didn't even get looked at, looked uh, up and down like I did until I had to look at the little door dude and was like, no, dude, like I'll beat your ass right here. Week one of Wonder Bar, I'm giving it a thumbs down. Fuck Wonder Bar. Fuck, hey, visually, fuck. there are some cool things in there, but uh, that, that wears pretty quickly. Yeah, it's cool for maybe like three minutes until you realize like how tacky it is. It's uh, literally a bar built for Instagram. Yes. <laughs> like, like it's built to take Instagram pictures. It's built, it's built for the fake influencers and for the gentrified crowd and the whole, oh, here's a little carousel horse. Sit on it. Here's a little NASA, like little space thing. And that dude's fucking right. I was like, get the fuck out of here. It has all the substance of prune juice. It does. It's been the South Congress podcast. <laughs> episode 65. My name is Cameron. I'm Tristan. And guess what, guys? What? We're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific fuck topic, bar, comment, or movie fuck discussed? That <laughs> support the, the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how Y'all you know that doorman tell him it's fucking show. smoke. I'll beat his ass in my goddamn Mid-South beaches or Adela Souls. What do you want? He probably kneels for the flag, too. No, he don't. <laughs> he doesn't kneel for the flag? Nope. Okay. He kneels at the cross, probably. <laughs> We are done. He might.